I want to invite you to read our gospel lesson along with us. You can follow along in the notes section. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 9 and read verses 9 through 13. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. This is the gospel of Christ. Thanks be to God. All right, Vineyard Springbrook, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics today, and that's purpose. Um, let's start out my favorite way when preaching. I always like to ask a warm-up question, and I want you to answer this to the people around you or write this down and answer it and talk about it later. Um, with your wife or friend, because I think this question will really help us um, see where we're at right now in the time of Corona to see how we're doing. So here's our warm-up question for today. Are you a person of purpose or are you a person of convenience? Uh, let me say that again. Are you a person of purpose or are you a person of convenience? I think this question is helpful and diagnosing where we're at, where we are at, because we all want to be people of great purpose, right? We want to be about our God-given purpose. We want to be people who make a difference, who leave a mark on the world around us. But I think all too often we settle for convenience. We go with the flow of life. We let things we probably wouldn't call priorities take our time and attention while putting off the purposeful things God is calling us to do. We let life live us instead of us living life. A person of purpose typically puts first things first, but people of convenience oftentimes put, put first things about mm, eighth on the list. And if we are not moving in purpose, then we are not releasing power. Uh, one of my favorite preachers that I listen to every week, Jordan Sang says, in your purpose lies your power. And that's our ability to bring blessing to any situation that we face. Lindsay said last week that God is releasing abundant life and releasing us in the purpose. And that's true, because every time Jesus calls someone to follow him, he's calling that person to purpose. We see in Matthew 4 where Jesus says, follow me, right? That's invitation. And then he says, I will make you fishers of men. That's purpose. Because every time Jesus calls someone to follow him, he's calling that person to a purpose. Uh, and I love that about Jesus. It was his discipleship method. He took a bunch of people who weren't sure who he was most of the time or wasn't sure about the claims that he made about himself and discipled them by leading them into purpose. Um, the passage Lindsay read today is one of my favorite because here you have this poor tax collector named Matthew. He's a Jew. He's sitting at a tax collector's booth. Jesus walks up to him and says, follow me. And like his instant reaction was like, Okay, I'll follow you. Um, I'll leave behind everything in which I make a living and my life to follow Jesus because there must have been something about Jesus that was bringing life out of him that he saw Jesus doing. He may have hoped that there was purpose in his life more than just being a tax collector. 
And my favorite thing about this story is in the next chapter, the next day, really, you see Jesus, he comes to him and says, okay, guys, Matthew, you really don't know who I am yet, but here's the deal. I'm giving you authority to go in the next town. Um, you're going to heal the sick. You're going to heal people that have leprosy. Uh, you're going to raise the dead. And anyone who has a demon, you're going to cast those out. Um, and I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem logical to me, right? Um, that's like us showing up on our first Sunday back and saying, hey guys, after the service at 1130, we're gonna gather in groups, we're gonna go walk the park, um, we're gonna lay hands on people and pray for healing. If we see a demon in someone, we're gonna cast it out. And if anyone dies, we're gonna try to raise them from the dead. I don't know about you, but that may be a disaster or that may be the most beautiful Sunday we've ever had in the park. Um, there's no in-between on this one. Um, but I love that about Jesus, though. Jesus knew if he could connect people to that gnawing desire within them that they were made for more, that they were made for purpose, then he could take care of everything else along the way, our healing, the false mindsets that we have. There's this story in Luke 9, and it's ridiculous to me. Every time I read it, um, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, but he's about to pass through Samaria. So he sends his disciples to Samaria ahead of him to talk about the kingdom of God. When he gets there, uh, the scripture says when the disciples, James and John, saw this, and what they saw was the Samaritans would not accept Jesus or his message because he was going to Jerusalem. And we know that Samaritans hate Jews and Jews hate Samaritans. And in James and John's mind, this is what they said. Now listen, guys, this is true. This is Bible story, and we typically read over these things, but listen to these words. Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? Um, that's literally, um, if I was translating, translating it into today, hey, do you want us to kill them? Um, that's insane, right? Like, 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 these guys actually thought, number one, they could call down fire from heaven, um, but their mindsets weren't right, and Jesus was discipling these people. Now, what did Jesus do? He rebukes them, and they go on to the next town, and then in the next chapter, Jesus sends 70 more people out, and these same guys, James and John, to spread the message of the kingdom. Now, Jesus' method of discipleship um, and discipling people in the purpose never meant that things wouldn't be messy. Um, they were always messy if you look at the disciples. But it meant people would be connected to the power that would change them and the world. Because in your purpose lies your power. And currently in the world today, there is a struggle to enter into purpose. Chaos is everywhere. It's on the news screen. It's on Facebook and Twitter. It's in your living room right now as your kids are burning down the house and you're trying to listen to me speak. It's my dog right now, which is ringing the bell at the door who won't stop. That's realizing that I'm ignoring it because I'm busy. That's about to come over and bite my hands and bark at me so I can take it outside. That's my house right now, guys. Um, and it may be your depression. It may be your pain. It may be your hurt. It may be the self-doubts that you always struggle with that are now louder than ever because of the isolation that we are in. I could go on and on, but if we are honest with ourselves, guys, chaos was here before Corona. It's definitely here now, and it will still be there long after Corona. 
because chaos wants to separate you from your purpose. It's a tool of the enemy to get you stuck in life. It's worth knowing about chaos and how it works and how it influences your life. Chaos typically comes in a few ways, and today I want us to be aware of two ways. The first one is delay. And Jordan saying all and calls this the spirit of eh. And I wanted to say that today because it's fun saying the spirit of eh. I'll do that later, right? That's the spirit of delay. Delay normally says, yeah, sir, take action. Just, just don't take action now. Because you know, you're tired and you want to finish a few episodes of your favorite TV show before bed. Delay doesn't say you won't get around the purpose. It just says you will get to your purpose tomorrow. And that's the first thing about chaos. It wants you to delay your purpose. The second thing is distraction. There are loads of distraction in my life, things to be busy with and things that are worthwhile and important, but not my purpose. And when we finally get through all the things that are pulling at us, then we are exhausted. That moment in which we're finally able to enter into purpose, we just don't have the energy left to do it. I don't know about you guys, but that's where I'm at most days. Um, so then distraction throws sin at us because life hasn't been fair, so I think I'm going to go sulk, or I'm going to go numb out, or visit that website I visit every once in a while, um, just because I need to numb out during this time. Life has been too much to handle. Or there are numerous other things I could mention, healthy or not. Uh, just this past Sunday, I told Lindsay, I was preparing for the sermon, I have about six weeks of info um, to preach on purpose, and I was trying to go all through it to kind of make things basic and, and get them down in the one sermon, and it was hard for me to do. So I gave up on Sunday, and I decided to read 300 pages of The Hunger Games, right? I wanted to be distracted because I was tired. And guys, 300 pages of The Hunger Games is about 10 hours for me. I read for 10 hours while my wife was gardening, being about purpose, getting things done. I was just chilling on the couch, numbing out because I was tired, because I, I, needed, I, I needed to distract myself away from, from what was bothering me. And so chaos is bringing us delay and distraction. And ultimately, guys, when we give in to delays and distraction, it causes us to feel disappointed or we typically label ourselves a disappointment. And when we feel disappointed in ourselves, we miss the good things and purposes that God is calling and wanting to release into our lives right now, thinking that we're not the right person or we're just not ready. Um, and here's the truth of this moment, guys. The kingdom of darkness is forcefully using delay and distraction to provoke disappointment so you don't receive and enter into purpose. On the other hand, though, God, on the other hand, is patiently waiting for us to position ourselves in his presence to receive the breakthrough we've been waiting for. And I really believe this. So that begs the question, what's my purpose and how do I find it? How do I go about it? Uh, we all have a general purpose in life, right? It's to be salt and light everywhere we go. Jesus called us, told us that we are salt and light in the Sermon on the Mount. We preached about that a few months ago. But here are a few tips I wanna give you from a life of purpose. I think I've been a purposeful person in my life, whether at times appropriate or inappropriate. I follow purpose as hard as I can because I want my life to count. 
And so here are a few observations and tips that may help you guys. The first thing is this, if you want to live a lifestyle of purpose and know what your purpose is, where in life do you see the most power released through you? Another way to say that is, where do you see the most fruit in your life when you do something? Um, whenever I was uh, 22 and just in the faith, I read a verse and was inspired by it and wanted to tell people about it. So I went to my youth pastor and he gave me the opportunity in a men's Sunday school, uh, a Sunday school room to preach this verse. And so he gave me about 15 minutes and I did that. At the end of that, someone was crying, like people were really energetic after that. And listen, I don't like my voice typically. I'm watching this right now. I'm dreading every second of it, just so you guys know. Um, um, but something just happened, and I don't know. I was like, something may be here. They thought something may be there. So then they sent me to the elementary school room. And guys, I don't, I'm just going to say this. Emily Hitch is the most incredible person ever. Not everyone can do what she does. Um, they had me do that. I went in and taught, and some of the bus kids, and you guys know bus kids are usually from low economic areas in our community. Um, one of them cried that Sunday that I went in and taught and was with them. There was no fruit with elementary kids at all. That was the last time I was ever allowed to preach or be around them in our church. Um, I'm, sure I'm sure it may be different now, but there was just no fruit there. And so guys, look around in your life. Are there things that you do and what you see fruit from? I know someone right now who's baking bread and leaving notes on people's, on people's doorsteps in our community. Um, and he's seeing fruit from it because uh, acts of kindness are something he is great at. Um, so what is it that you're fruitful at? That's probably where your purpose lies. The second thing in the way of find purpose, join a community of purpose. I love our men's group here at Vineyard Springbrook. My favorite moments are when the week before we encourage someone to do something and we show up the next week and everyone before we, before we can even start group is like, hey, Chad, did you have that conversation that we encourage you to have? Or hey, Chad, uh, were you purposeful about connecting with God this week? And community, guys, it's, 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 it hasn't gotten a good uh, rap in the last few years. People have trended away from community. But community is actually a place that encourages us and pushes us and disciples us in the purpose. It is absolutely beautiful and something that we need. Um, if you're not in a community of purpose, if you're not in a life group, or if you're not in a group in general, please, please join one because groups is how we grow up. Um, it's how we grow up in faith. Um, and you don't get that in isolation. You don't get that living life alone. You are more vulnerable to chaos, not purpose, if you are not meeting regular in community because delay and distraction are easier choices at that point. And we all need help in this life of faith and in our life to, to grow in faith and to enter purpose. Now, a tidbit about groups, guys. Um, me and Lindsay have been working on a new format for groups. Um, we're hoping that we can give that to you soon and what's all of us can join groups and make connections. We still have life groups, our men's group and our women's group. Those things are open. If you want to join one of those, do that. But me and Lindsay are talking about things and we have some things coming that I'm really excited to tell you guys about, hopefully really soon. So the second thing, if you want to find your purpose, join a community of purpose. The last thing I have, guys, is what is the last thing Jesus spoke to you? Do it. Do it right now.
Like, stop everything you're doing, stop listening to me, and plan it out right now. Um, keep a journal, write down something that Jesus spoke to you while you were reading scripture, or write down what Jesus spoke to you in prayer, and then go do it. Follow through, don't delay, don't get distracted. Um, because typically, Jesus leads us to our big God-given purpose when we enter the small purposes every single day. What was the last thing that Jesus spoke to you? Go do it. Now guys, um, it's important that we learn to live a life of purpose because the world changes when ordinary people lean into the purposes God has for them. Because in your purpose lies your power to change us, our community, and the world. So every week at the end of the service, we have a moment we call Selah, where we take time, we slow down, we pray, and we listen to God. And what I wanna do this week is I want us to wherever we're at, no matter the chaos around us, the kids yelling, the things that are pressing in on us, I want us to block all that out, take a moment and listen to Jesus right now. And I want you to do that with me. Um, I'm gonna take this moment to be silent too. I'm gonna listen to Jesus and anything that I believe Jesus is doing in the room, um, I wanna release that. I wanna point that out right now. Um, and I wanna pray over us a blessing if Jesus isn't speaking today to me specifically. So let's quiet, so let's quiet down right now and let's pray. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come. I ask you to come into our rooms right now. Holy Spirit, bring peace to our minds, our, ha our heart, and our body. Father, what are you doing right now? So if you think of yourself as a disappointment, if you think of yourself that you're less than or that you've ruined the purposes for your life, God is saying you haven't. His mercy is bigger than anything you've ever done. His mercy is bigger than anything you think about yourself. So in the name of Jesus, receive that. So let me pray this prayer a blessing for you guys and we will be done. Father, I bless our people. I ask, Father, that you would make them a people of purpose. I pray right now, Lord, that that thing, Lord, that they remember you telling them to do, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would have us follow through on that, that we would write that down. Father, if we see that we need to enter community, Father, I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't be scared or nonchalant about that, but that we would go sign up right now, Father. Or, 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 or that people will text me and Lindsay and ask what we may have coming. Father, I thank you for our people. Lord, I believe there are people of purpose that are meant to change Springbrook, Alcoa, and beyond, Father. So Father, help us to connect with you. Help us to connect with your heart and your purposes for our communities, for our families, and for our own lives. We love you, Jesus, and in your name I pray, amen.